This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, but Rabotai, we are continuing the uh, series on the uh, travels of the Urahay Makadosh and his Chabura from Italy to Eretz Israel, and very appropriate because. This uh, Thursday is the Ilula of the Orachim HaKadosh. So this is a, a good preparation. There are so many important and powerful things that we see from this letter that give us a glimpse in history. And I got a lot of positive feedback on the first shiur that you could find on Torah anytime. So I, uh, I encourage you to listen to this one. There's many very uh, beautiful, important details. We left off last time that... The, the Chabura of the Rachim HaKadosh spent Rosh Hashanah in Akfar by, uh, by Chushi HaArchi. By the, uh, they, they went to the kever of one of the advisors of David HaMelech and they did, a whole, uh, they, they did a whole tikkun over there. And here where we are by the, by the um, stage where they get to Erev Yom HaKippurim. And they decided to travel this time. If you remember, they are in the vicinity of Akko. They decided to travel for Yom Kippur to Har HaKarmel, to the mountain of Karmel, which is the mountain of Eliyahu Navi. So they get there on Erev Yom Kippurim to Har HaKarmel. It's a great, lo, lo, great, very tall mountain, he writes. Gavua Me'od Me'od. Once again, Rabbi Avraham, Rabbi Avraham, uh, San, San Goniti, who is actually buried in Harazetim, not far from the Rashash. If anybody wants to go visit his kever, he's, he's uh, one of the students of the Orachim HaKadosh that came from Italy. And this, this mountain is, is tall. He writes, like, they went up 200 amma, which in our terms we'll say it's around 300 feet, and there they found a house in the, in the, in the mountain, a great cave that's very high. It's 50 amot high, 20 amot wide. And he says it's totally engraved in the mountain with four sides and a roof. And somebody who sees it says for sure it must be that some person made it because it is so perfect. But it's a, it's a cave. It's a cave. It didn't seem to be that... Uh, that it's something that, that of construction. So he was amazed at its perfect at its perfect shape. He says, "This is the cave of Eliyahu Navi that's written in that, that that's written in Tanakh, and therefore they went to this Me'ara and they slept over there. When they when they went in right away, a spirit of Hashem, so they recall, um, rested upon them, and they saw a great Heara, because this is the Me'ara that it's written in the Gemara." From there, they went into another small place, a small me'ara, a small cave, and it's written that anybody who goes into this me'ara tameh comes out tahor. And indeed, as soon as they went, as soon as as soon as uh, somebody goes in, that is tameh in Harakarmen, some as soon as soon as somebody comes in, there's water that gushes out from its four sides and cleans it. And actually, they saw a Gentile who went in and right afterwards the, it was filled in with water and it was able to uh, it was able to become clean. So he writes, how great was this Kiddusha that, uh, that, that, that it's able to be washed out on its own. So after, after they, 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 uh, 
they were they were um, they were there. They actually asked Tenu Eliyahu Lanu Maim, and they saw the next day water was filled. They spent the Yom Kippur there. So writes Rabbi Avram. They spent the five tefilot of Yom Kippur in this cave, and they said during this time, Karmel. They were they were in in great fear. They said, "How great is this place? It looks mamash as if, as if Eliyahu is there." They wrote that they didn't see a single fly the whole time during this time of of uh, uh, of the tefillah of Eliyahu Navi. In the next letter, he writes in it a little bit more in detail. I'll show you. Uh, I'll tell you. It seems to be that he wrote one version of the letter, then there was another version of the letter. Either way, either way, I'll I'll skip to the. Um, to to, uh, uh, to to the second letter where he describes how this uh, th- this unbelievable tefillah of uh, of of, uh, t- of, uh, of of Yom Kippur was, and he writes the following. And he writes the following that when they when they actually got to this kever, they realized, they they saw the greatness of this kedusha. They saw the greatness of uh, of the kedusha. And when they and when they saw the greatness of this kedusha, they realized in middle of their tefillah. Let me just pull out the. Uh, where is it over here that he says that he has so many different versions over here. Before they get to, to Miron, that once they once they prayed there, they saw that a light, a great light. I can't find it right now in these ktavim, but it's but it was it was somewhere that there was. A great light that came out of the Mi'ara, a shining light, as soon as they finished Yom Kippur, and it shined upon them, and this way they knew that their tefillah was actually being answered. That's what he writes over there. So this was the a tremendous Yom Kippur that they had. After they, after they finished, the next day they went up a little bit further, and they found the house of Elisha ben Shafat, and unfortunately he saw that they were serving, they were doing Avodah Zarah, it seems to be that they were serving uh, Christianity over there. So he was a little bit of upset, but the house of Elisha that they found the day after Yom Kippur was, uh, was, was actually being served, Avodah, uh, Avodah Zarah. They decided to go back to Akko, and they spend with their, he writes, with their Lulav and Etrog, they spend a Sukkot in Akko, and that leaves us to Sukkot. Okay, now... The next letter continues Rabbi Avraham, and he says the following. Next letter continues Rabbi Avraham, the following. In his, uh, in the Igeret, that they decided after Sukkot, they are going to start going around the different Sadiqim. First they started going to Tzfat. They thought that maybe they would stay in Tzfat, 
because uh, Batsvat was under a certain governor that anytime you would go there, you would have to pay taxes. And that governor also had control of Teveria. So they weren't able to stay to Tzvat or to Teveria so long. But this is how he describes the tzaddikim that they visited. Besides Chushyarchi and Elisha ben Shafat, they, they went to Rav Yehuda ben Baba, who was one of the Asara Harugim Malchut. They went to Rabbi Nuakadosh. They went to Shmuel Akaton. They went to Akavya ben Mahalalel. And he says, just one of them alone, it would have been worth it for us to travel from the end of the world in order to lick the, the ground that they are buried on. And this is a Siman Atzlacha. He's telling the donor that it's in your zechut that you funded this trip, that we were able to visit all these Kivrit Tzadikim. Unbelievable. Either way, they decided the purpose of their trip was to open up a yeshiva of the Rachaim Kadosh called Knesset Yisrael. So on the Rosh Chodesh Cheshvan, even though they didn't get to Yerushalayim, if you remember from last time, they weren't able to do the trip uh, um, because the, the captain messed up and they got to Akko instead of Yafo. So they have to travel from Akko eventually. But we're going to see they stay many months in the north. So here they are. They open up their yeshiva in the year Taf Kuf Bet, which is uh, 280 years ago, they open up the Midrash Knesset Yisrael. And they say, Yehiratzon, that it should be zechut for the donors. And they, and they, and, and they, this is where they started already their learning. And they said, anybody who comes from Yerushalayim or Tzfat or Teveria and sees this limud, that is day and night, Ashram Shikachalon. We're going to see that Rachaim HaKadosh made them do a lot of tikkunim by different tzaddikim and uh, amazing miracles. Let, let's, let, let's go further. We'll see. They went to the city of Usha, where Usha eventually was, he writes, there was the, the, the Sanhedria Gedola was there, and they called it the Makoma Shechina. There was also in the Gemara, mentioned many takanot that were done in Usha. When they, from there, they went to, uh, to the Kever in Kislev of Shmuel Katan. Be, and, and on him it's written on Shmuel Katan that Ra'ui that the Shekhinah should, uh, should come be, be, uh, because of him. They, they went afterwards to the Kever, listen to this, to the Mi'ara, to a cave that the Evan Ezra and Rabbi Shlomo ibn Gabirol are buried. Who are the, we know that Shlomo ibn Gabirol wrote the Azharot that we say on, uh, on, on, um, on Shavuot. And, uh, and we see that he's, he writes that they are very well honored. These, the, this cave is very well honored by the Goyim. We did Tefilot and Tahanunim Ba'adamu Israel, and we found a Shaliach who was coming from Yerusha, uh, from coming from Kustendinia, and we did with him Ziara. That means we did with him a uh, a Hirula, as we call it. And we uh, and we and and since it costs a lot of money, he goes back to the donor. He says, "Please send some more funds in order for us to be able to uh, to, to 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 properly." We see the important inyan of Kivrit Sadikim going from place to place. Either way, he goes on into the next letter. He is already um, he, he he is already discussing the uh, uh, the next uh, leg of their trips, and I want to get to a, a certain point. We're already now in Adar. They went from Akko to Tzfat in order to uh, in order to, um, to to visit some more Kivarim. I guess the whole time until then they were learning. So they went to a me'ara, they, they found a cave that had a lot of kiddushah in it. In it had five different kvarim. They say this was the me'ara of Rabbi Hananya ben Akasha. Don't worry, don't say Kaddish yet. It was the, it was the me'ara of Rabbi Hananya ben Akasha. In ta, inside these, these, um, these 
this cave, it seems to be that the Talmidim and the wife of Rabbi Hananya were there, and and we and and there they asked Rachamim on all the Chaverim and all the people who support and Akola Bnei Abayit, and they and they did special tefillot there. From there they went to another Me'ara which was closed that had a few windows to it, which was the Me'ara that some say he writes. The Ika de Amri, it was Rabbi Elazar ben Yaakov Kavinaki. Some say Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, who was murdered by the uh, by the Romans, and uh, as we as we know very well the story that that his uh, that the daughter of the of, of the Caesar Yimachshima asked for for his skin because of his beauty, but somehow he is buried. He he is buried over here, I guess, without the skin, and in there there are there are windows. And, and there's a maximum where a person could could get to. Okay, so they they, they well, there was actually a whole story. He says that there that there was a non-Jew that that put there a uh, put inside this window a, uh, a some something to something to to stay there and uh, in order to be kept and it dried up totally. So uh, so there's a certain fear of that place. Either way, they went. From, from Tzfat, and they went to a a, a certain uh, well that was close uh, that, that 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 had a lot of water, and there they saw already the kever of Yehuda Bar Eli, which we know where the kever is of Yehuda Bar Eli. From there they went to Tzfat, and uh, the whole community uh, received the Orachay Makadosh with great honor. They gave him a house. Which was the midrash originally of the Bala Shulchan Aruch of Yosef Karo, and there he, the Rav Yosef Karo, you sat with the Arizal, and um, and and uh, many Talmidim Chamim came to eat with Orachim Hakadosh and his Chabura that night. He writes. Next day, they went. They went with somebody who knew all of the Me'arot at Tzadikim, a tour guide we call him, and from there they went to to do Mikveh. Writes. He writes the following. Inside, in, they, they first went to see close. There was the kever of Rav Yosef Yosef Banai. They sat there and they learned the Perik of Gemara and lit Nerot and they did Slichot at Al Shechinat Ram Venisa Haverim. From there they went to do Mikveh of the Arizal, which was a house that had four different uh, streams. Vehikara Beyoter, he writes. It was especially cold. Things never change, huh? The Mikveh of the Arizal was especially cold. We did Tevila there. This 280 years ago. They say, he writes, that the Arizal, after he died, got up and did Tevila after he died, on his own. So that was the Mikveh, the same Mikveh Arizal that we know, that's where he did Tevila as well. So it's a long-standing tradition. From there, they went into another Me'arav, Rav Yeshua ben Hananiah, who we say, Asher Yoladito. There, from there, they went to Rabbi Yaakov Beirav and Rabbi Yosef Beirav. And uh, the, the, Rabbi Yaakov Beirav was the Rav of the Orachim HaKadosh, originally from the city of Fez. From there, they went to the Kever of the Chavot HaLivavot, of the Rabbi Nubachia ben Pekudav, right? They didn't go in there because they were concerned. Um, they, were, they were concerned that there was a snake. Haya Achna, Achnai. So the Orachim Hakadosh went for so they went to the Chovot Alevot. I, I forget the exact. I, I, I mentioned uh, I mentioned the Chovot Alevot. The exact author. We know that there's different. Uh, the, uh, you know they're the same name, but uh, different. Uh, it could be different than the original Rabbeinu Bachai, obviously. 
So they went in there. They couldn't. They couldn't. Uh, they couldn't approach the place. So the Orachim Hakadosh went first. He wasn't scared of the snake. Next, from there, they went deep down below. Was Kavur Rabbi Haz ben Yair, and Rabbi Haz ben Yair. There was a great. There was a big rock over there. Some say it is an opening to a cave, and many times they tried to build a kippah. They tried to build a roof over there, and whoever did didn't finish off his year. They wrote, so says says the letter over here. They write, they say that this is the this cave that's next to Rabbi Hasban Yair is hollow, and it leads up to Meron to the Kever of Bishimon Bar Yochai, and every Rosh Chodesh, all the tzaddikim that are kavur uh, there go to go to this to this cave every single midday Chodesh b'chodesh. Seems to be every Rosh Chodesh. So very amazing things going on. From there, they went to a caver of Rabbanim Ma'arav, Rabbanim from the west, maybe means from Morocco. And from there, they went to the caver of Kurim Rabbanim Ashkenazim. From there, they saw a caver of the Yenuka of Parashat Balak. Here this week's parasha in the Zohar Kadosh it mentions the Yenuka, the young boy of Parashat Balak, who would always he would say drashot. So they saw his caver. And, and there were, there's a lot of kvarim around it. And they, they brought actually a sefer, a yuchsim, from people, uh, that, that whoever, whoever brought a sefer, a yuchsim, they are descendant of the Yenuka, would, would also be buried there. Okay. We are going to stop over here, but next time we are going to continue on, a, on, on an unbelievable revelation on what happened when the Orachim HaKadosh tried to bring the Mashiach Tzitkenu and how it didn't work. That's going to be for next time. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.